That is just say yes, Brian Kent. Wow, Brian, that is a. uh, I saw flags. I love that. It was very pride appropriate. Pride appropriate. I I I love that. that Blasting over the streets. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Uh, Let's uh, welcome my new guest here, uh, Brian and um, Vanilla. We have Salah. Galvez? Sailor Galavis. Galavis. Is that Italian? (laughs) It's Mexican. It's very close. close. Jeez, I'm so on point today. Uh, Welcome. Thank you. What did you think of uh, this song by Brian Kent, Just Say Yes? It's fantastic. I'm so glad that I got in just in time to hear it. Thank you. Yay. Well, let's have a nice round of applause for Don't Say Yes. It's released on the 21st, folks. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. All right, Brian, I know you're super busy in other areas. Yeah, I have a few parties coming up. That um, we should all attend. We should, you should all attend, yeah. So um, I have actually a really exciting thing happening here in San Francisco on the rooftop of the Virgin Hotel called Daytime oh. Disco. I saw that already. I'm and there. Yeah, and it's uh, Wayne G's coming in from London, and we're going to be up on the roof from 1 to 6 p.m. doing a kind of afternoon tea dance um classic disco day so i love it yeah i'm super excited about that and then i head to new york and i have um four events over new york world pride i my events are official mm-hmm. official events of world pride new york so that's really exciting um i have um hustle ball and diesel underworld and brute so there's four different events at playstation theater and webster hall and three dollar bill out in brooklyn so when you say you have the does that mean are you producing it or? i'm producing them yeah wow that's I'm, a lot I'm, of work yeah it's a lot of work do you have a team i do i have um three two partners and, and a team and we've been working on this for probably nine months yeah it's wow. been it's been literally these? that's busy yeah literally a labor <laughs> so we're about to birth our child our children we're oh having my God. quintuplets is wow. that what that is <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah so we're, we're super excited about that where and can uh, we go if folks are planning on going to New York for it, this huge pride event uh, where do you get tickets yeah if you go to solidaritypride.com you'll see all the events and everything going on there um, and then I head to Provincetown for Bear Week where I'm going to be DJing okay, I'm totally jealous already. I know <laughs> I'm going to be take me with you can I carry your luggage I, yeah right <laughs> um, I'm going to be DJing the Bear Boat Cruise which is always amazing it's a oh. thousand people on this um, sunset cruise so I like be, that ferry uh huh oh my on god the, on the giant ferry so with a huge dance floor on the top so I'm super excited and honored to be um, are you going to your DJing. own song. I'm gonna, I am going to play that song. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, we worked hard for that, so I'm, and I'm very proud of it. And, Will and you Steven. play a Tweaker Turner remix? If I have a Tweaker Turner remix. I'm going to hook you up before you... <laughs> you better hook it up. <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's yeah. a cool gig. Provincetown, have you ladies been there? I've never been. I'd 
dying to go. Oh my god! Unfortunately, yeah. not. What a jet setter, though. New York, Provincetown, you're all over He's the, the place. He's the real deal. It's fun. It's a lot of. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of. Uh, it's it's a little tiring at times, but I won't complain because I get to do what I love. So yeah, you know that's that's definitely. Where did you get your good business sense about you? Yeah, um, you know, I, I I I guess I would have to say my my dad. I mean, my dad's super successful in his own way, and he has a successful business. I I think I got it from him. I I don't know where else I would have got it. It certainly wasn't. No, that school. makes sense. Uh, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, I didn't get it from school. That's for sure. So. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> well, right. Well, well, this fruit fell a little it, it further rolled, than, than most. You rolled a bit. Yeah, I rolled a bit, a bit away. <laughs> 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 but I found my way back, and I'm, I'm good. You sprouted, Jiro. I did. No, no, you're doing just fine, honey. <laughs> um, wow, I wish I had the flexibility to go to these New York gigs, but folks who are going, make sure you uh, tell your friends about it, and let's all support our uh, local LGBTQ promoters and producers and artists. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I always appreciate you having me on, and uh, Really Queen Radio, which was yeah. here for a while. We took, we're taking a little tell hiatus. Tell about it. Yeah. Well, Really Queen Radio was uh, my radio show that I did here at at Mutiny Radio um, alongside you, um, and then we went on our own. But uh, it was ba- it's basically an educational music uh, uh, podcast that has to do with you know I was with one of my younger friends and yeah. like an, a Martha Wash or did you do a Martha Wash or Lind- I did a, I didn't do a Martha Wash did show. They know? Did the but children I, know who I did a, she was? Well, I did a Sylvester show, oh, okay. and so we had Martha call in. But the, the, it's the whole thing started because I was out and my friend was like I was stuck talking about Sylvester and he was like who's Sylvester and I was like really. That's- Queen. Uh, my God, and so that's sad. how the show title that's got named, sad. Really Queen. Yeah. And basically every week we we will uh, pick an artist that is a gay icon and we educate the uh, the ch- children on who this artist is. So it's been, it's a super fun show. And it's we almost have like a lot our, we, it's a, we have an, a responsibility as Absolutely. older queens to teach the younger queens a thing or two. Because if you don't know who Sylvester is, right. you know, we, you're doing something a bit, wrong. A slice of the pie. Well, especially <laughs> if you live in San Francisco and you don't know who Sylvester is. Yeah, it's such a rich history. Here. Yeah, for sure. So we, you know, we've done everyone from Barbara Streisand to George Michael and Freddie Mercury. Did Barbara call in? Barbara uh, wasn't able to call in, um, <laughs> but but a drag queen in L.A. that does Barbara called in. Next uh, best thing. Next okay. best thing. So we, we we were able to secure that. But yeah, um, but so we'll be back starting in um, in October. We're taking the summer off, obviously, because we just I can't be here. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting that going again because we have a guest every week and it's a lot of fun. But we we do have a website with all of our podcasts, so you can go to reallyqueenradio.com. All right, all right, tell us. Reallyqueenradio.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again. One um. more time. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. I know you have to run off because you, on, amongst all of these fabulous things, you also do. I, I also host at The Edge. I do musical Wednesdays at The Edge. Um, I have a theater background, so we've been running for six years now. I can't believe it. So we do musical theaters, uh, musical theater videos and clips and trivia and all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing that forever. So that's every Wednesday at The Edge at 7 o'clock, which is where I got a jam. Fabulous. Uh, well, folks, if you want something to do in the castle, go there at the edge right now. Or, well, in an yeah. hour. Well, no, in like 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, you're going to take <laughs> Uber. Uh, but folks listening to us, don't go anywhere because the show's half over, but we still have to get into uh, um, Salah's and Joel's, um, Vanilla's stories. Plus, we have uh, Half of Dirty Disco uh, by telephone, Houston, in a few minutes. And um. then last but not least, Georgie Porgy, Chicago. But hey, did you know that Sylvester's song, You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, was just recently inducted into 
to the I did. Concept yeah. 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 Finally, right? Congress for cultural value and yep. yeah, contribution and in, to in, society. In, absolutely, in a sense, he is like on some level a genesis in which all LGBTQ was, you know, well for generationally was birthed. You know, like come forth from. Uh, in my world anyways yeah absolutely so uh, with that being said let's take a short musical break in honor of Sylvester uh, and we'll be right back with more House of Pride Radio folks don't go anywhere Brian thank, thank you. you so much thank that's, you guys so much applause, Brian. Brian. thank you very much Pika Feeling funky today. How's the Pride Radio Pride Month? Ah, 50-year anniversary, Stonewall 1969. It happened in June. I always wondered why 69 was such an important number in in the gay (laughs) culture. Now I know. That's the only reason. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, I get it now. I get it. Wow, let's. I've got my local luminaries in the room. My God, it's so much lighter. God, I wear sunglasses. Oh, you are wearing sunglasses. I am wearing sunglasses. (laughs) Tell us, I, I'm learning, I love uh, meeting younger uh, uh, artists, um, and so welcome both of you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Seller. Um, awesome, yeah. Well, I'm not sure where to start. I work in theater and film in the Bay Area, and I'm also a drag performer and producer. Uh, you can catch me pretty regularly over at Oasis. Right now we're doing Sex in the City Live, and I'm both in that show and the stage manager and associate producer on that. That's a lot of hats. Yeah, it is. Well, we're a very and small a team. Yes, a few wigs, actually. Um, but yeah, there's only a handful of us who work on those shows, so we all have to wear the hats on what a bigger production might have, like 20 people. There's like three of us. Um, but I like it. I like the hustle. So. What's the actual physical role that you play in that production? Well, I play a lot of ancillary characters because I'm also responsible for keeping the show running. So you can see me as Guy at movie theater. Um, who else do I play? <laughs> uh, the manager at the sandwich store. Ooh. And... Um, Oh, God, I play one other person. Oh, girl getting made out with at party. So oh, that's great. All, all of those big roles in the show. What do you put into that role to make it convincing? <laughs> A lot of... Hair for that kind of role. You know, it's different every night because the actor who's playing the boy I'm making out with plays it a little bit differently every night. So I really can't prepare. I just go in there and, you know, oh, let the, let the making out session take me <laughs> to wherever it's going to go. It's like, how gone? Take me out. away. 
No, we don't. Uh, uh, boo. I was going to say, at least you get it. Yeah, we do nuzzle chins a lot, mm. and there's a lot of butt grabbing. And he do, he usually will lift me up and throw me over his shoulder a little bit at one point Ooh, to uh, really, really sell it. I would do that Rough. to me. Yeah. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's never too late. That's true. <laughs> vanilla. <yeah>. We might have <laughs> to change your name man. to like French vanilla. Yeah. Oh, there Whoa. we go. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> so that uh, where can folks? When is this production over? Is it going on right now? No. Yeah, we just opened this last weekend, and it runs all the way through June and through the first two or three weekends of July. So uh, you plenty of opportunities every Thursday, uh, Friday, and Saturday at Oasis. That's super exciting. Now, everyone knows, well, not everyone knows Oasis. Most people in San Francisco do. But uh, if you're coming to San Francisco, Oasis, one of the premier uh, clubs, destinations, if you want to experience uh, the community uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. And um, they have all sorts of productions. And right now, they should go get tickets uh, at your for your production. Yeah, it's really fun. We do a lot of um, queer programming and drag shows. Uh, Vanilla and I also regularly perform at the Saturday night show Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any of those coming up? I don't actually right now. I do. I'm going to be in the Freak Show on July 6th with Evie Oddly, but I'm performing with Peggy Legs, my drag mother. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. okay. That's right. The drag mother phenomenon. Tell mm-hmm. us about what, what that means. Well, I mean, in the drag world, because, you know, as gay people, we're kind of alienated sometimes from our own families. So as a necessity, we kind of gravitate towards other drag queens, especially when you're getting into drag. A lot of times an older queen will take you under her wing. Um, and then we all unconditionally or there no 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 I mean my drag mother is very abusive she keeps me in a basement and, and very old me one cheese it <gasps> at a time oh so. yeah oh boy she's, she might actually fly through the door right at any yeah. moment I kind of hope she does <laughs> I haven't seen her in a <laughs> while could. yeah but Sailor has many drag children as well so or piranha yeah I do have a handful of drag children Chill? Um, and you're so young though I know well I, I like to help the youths when I can actually most of my children are older than me um, but haven't been doing drag as long. I've been eight years now. My my makeup skills wouldn't show it, but uh, eight years. But no, wow. my my one of my drag children snacks is the current Miss Star Search, the um, Heclina's pageant. Yes, yeah, and I've got. Did a you know I won that in well. two thousand and three? You won that in two thousand three. Oh yes, my gosh, that's I awesome. I won in two thousand seventeen. Oh my god, it's just meant to be that we're year. all here together. That's right. I. Did not even place the year I competed, but so, so vanilla. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I birthed a I birthed a winner though. That's almost as good. I'm like the stage mom. Was it messy? Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Oh my. I don't God. have any drag children. I'm barren. So. You're barren. Yep. Well, you, it's you all know, dried up. there's shots for that. I think. Oh well, that's okay. <laughs> you never I'd rather know. not have the responsibility. <laughs> well, both of you look fabulous. I'm very inspired. Thank you. We're sun. We're like sunset colors today. Yeah, just uh, use your imagination. It's feeling very tropical. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you stare directly into the sun, that's what we look like. Well, while we're staring into the sun now, you're wearing regular glasses, but you have sunglasses on. I walked here. Yes. I love your sunglasses. <laughs> Take them off. So you're well protected. Uh, will you guys help me with our next telephone interview? We've got to call Houston, Texas. Sure. Uh, this is, uh, we're going to be talking to half of this amazing production group called Dirty Disco, and they've had all these remix hits. Uh, they also release their own music um, with their own artists uh, on Billboard, and they've had many, many hits in the last few years. I'm going to learn more about it. They also own Hamburger Mary's in Houston and, oh, and nice. The Eagle. So if you're ever going to go to Houston, you want to know these folks. 
You do. They're super nice, super supportive. They're uh, JD. We're going to be talking to JD Arnold. He is uh, not only half of Dirty Discos, he's a legendary DJ in his own right, and he DJs at the Eagle. We're going to learn all about the new stuff that's going on for them in their pride. Houston, Texas, bring a little southern hospitality. Oh, fabulous. The House of Pride Radio. But why don't we warm things up while we're getting him on the line with their one of their latest remixes. It's such a We're going for uh, gate anthems this summer. Uh, here on the show today, we're going trying to play some gay anthems. And we've, I think we've got a, a winner right here. Uh, it's, from, uh, it's from Dirty Disco. It's a remix uh, from them. The song's called Proud, and it fe- features Heather Small, who was the lead singer from M People. Okay. Remember that group, fabulous group? Uh, no. Yes. I might be a little yes, too young for that one. Yes, of course we do. They sound fabulous, though. <laughs> so. Very right. excited. Well, check it out. I think this is a perfect theme song for the summer of 2019. We'll be right back with J.D. Arnold right here on House of Pride Radio. Right, all right. That is Proud Dirty Disco featuring Heather Small from M People. And uh, half of Dirty Disco's with us right now on House Proud Radio, the one and only, the legendary DJ himself, J.D. Arnold. Hello, Can you hello, hear us? Hello, <laughs> Yes, I'm here. Hey, what have you done for me lately to make me feel proud? I have done an awful lot. We did Pride. <laughs> no, we're doing Proud. Yeah, I'm really proud of Proud. Yes, you guys are doing a lot over there in Houston. Tell us. Yeah, but it's also, uh, it's, it's Dirty Disco and Matt Consola. Matt Consola from Wishcraft Record, we put together this project. We got uh, Heather Small to go back in the studio, re-record those iconic vocals, and we're certainly feeling very proud right now. 
That's a good one. I love that song. That is a perfect. Uh, I'm trying to play perfect Pride songs for the summer of 2019, and, I, and that one definitely is makes the mark. And her voice is still absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. What was the big hit that they had at, with them people? What was that song? Uh, um, I, I think we should try and get her to uh, redo some of those old ones, don't you? Yes. <laughs> I, for some reason, I'm having a brain block. And M people had that big hit. What was it? Uh, which one? They had quite a few, you know. The biggest one in the States. I'm trying to think. I was, I think in the States, it was. Double check. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be this difficult, JD. Never mind. <laughs> oh, moving on up. <laughs> you, t you did me moving wrong. On moving on up. And I'm moving on up. Uh, yeah, yeah okay, right. got it. Yeah. We're there. <laughs> Good Lord. It was just bothering me as a DJ. I needed to like sure. get it out of me. So yes, moving on up. It was a great song. Great to see her back on the on the scene. And you guys are like in, in famous for doing that, bringing the divas back and making all the LGBTQ folks happy. Well, thank you. I'm glad uh, uh, you realize that. Yes, we are very proud to do that. I think there are so many of those great divas out there that have incredible talent and amazing gay following that uh, we're really privileged to be able to bring some of them back. Yes. Now, um, tell us, tell us. I know we're talking about the music that you and your other half, uh, Mark, um, produce, but tell <laughs> My us. My other half in one sense. Yes, your professional husband, unlike your your. <laughs> The, the other husband who you've divorced. Uh, sorry to hear that, but you posted it all over Facebook. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Ask you, how's that going? Are you are you in a happy happy I'm place? Again. <laughs> oh, he's happy. He's happy. <laughs> You're taking it so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm heartbroken. Can't you tell? <laughs> are you uh, are you single still, or have you like shacked up with somebody already? <laughs> well, I did shack up with somebody, but you know, he's one of those that. You just can't believe everything he says. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I'm single. <laughs> you heard it right here on House of Pride Radio, ladies and gentlemen. J.D. Arnold, it's single. So... And what's your phone number? Yes. Good I'll say that again. <laughs> it's your phone number oh, available? Yeah. Oh, I can give that to you, Vanilla. Oh, let me go around the room, J.D. I'm so rude. Oh, my God. I want to introduce... I, we have live guests. We have local luminaries uh, today. We have... Uh, please say hello, uh, Vanilla uh, Meringue. Hi, Hello. I'm Vanilla Meringue. Nice How to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And last but certainly not least, uh, Sailor Galabiz. It's a pleasure. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you, too, Sailor. Sailor as in Sailor of the Seas. That's me. Seven Seas. All of them, babe. <laughs> All right, so. Captain my boat. <laughs> we're we're going to be flying Sailor out to Houston next week. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> these these folks are super talented um, uh, performance artists, drag queens, performance artists. Yeah. Can they come perform okay. at Hamburger Mary's sometime? Uh, you'd have to ask Mark about that. <laughs> All right, I will. That's, that's right, because uh, that's his side of the thing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, JD. Tell us a little about your your career as a DJ, because you're you're well known in certain parts of the world. Um, I started off in the UK, then I moved to Holland, and then I came over to the States, basically, and DJed ever since I was seventeen. 
So it's been my lifelong career, which has been a long life. <laughs> and currently, where where are you DJing? Is that the Eagle? My residency is at the Eagle. I'm there. I do the upstairs cleaning room with videos on Thursday and Friday, and I play them downstairs on Saturdays and Sundays for our Dangerous Disco, which is our most popular thing. And I love every single night. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful place to work. It's, the people there are so friendly. It's fabulous. So come and visit. Yes. Do you guys want to take a trip over to Houston? Yeah, Absolutely. I'd love, love Texas. We'll talk to Mark about getting you gigs yeah. at, at Hamburger Mary's. Yeah. <laughs> Hamburger Mary's is doing great. I think you would love performing. Can you walk from Hamburger Mary's to the Eagle? Yes, you can. It's just two blocks away. It's like that guy in the castle that Alex owns the, all the clubs. Like they own, like they, <laughs> okay. they have a niche in the gay market in Houston. I love and, it. And, and How large is the gay market in Houston? So Great question. Between walking the Eagle and getting over to Hamburger Mary's, lots of detours you can make. Great. Oh, lots of detours. Uh, Sayla has a question for you, JD. Yeah. How big is the gay scene in Houston? I haven't actually been. It is. Um, I think it's pretty huge. Excellent. Uh, it's not quite like it was when I first moved there in the early 80s when it ruled the South, but it's coming back strong. And, you know, with our uh, pride being so big now in Houston, I, it's, it comes back every year more and more. We are about to become the third largest city in the USA, overtaking Chicago. So keep that in mind. That's hard to believe. Wow. Yeah. Is that because you guys opened up a, another venue? It is because of us. It's just because of us. Yes. They're all coming for Hamburger Mary. It's but the it's Hamburger not. Mary's no, effect. They're all coming because of the Eagle. Get it right. Oh, the Eagle. Oh. Right. And I knew yes. it had to be one or the other. <laughs> that's a, I, who would have, I, bigger than Chicago? That's hard to believe. Chicago has that huge building. <laughs> they're all in that one building. <laughs> they just have one, one tall building. <laughs> We have a massive downtown, and then we have a massive uptown, and then we have a massive medical center, which is the size of most small cities in America. Move over Atlanta, the new capital of the South is Houston, Texas. Well, we overtook Atlanta years and years ago, honey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And wow. I love your voice, JD. You're so sexy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Are you sitting by your pool? Uh, actually, no, I'm sitting in the office because the dogs are out by the pool and they're really noisy. Ah. I have two Rottweiler puppies who are about 75 and 85 pounds now. I saw pictures on Facebook. Folks, you should check out JD's Facebook page. Um, where, do, where do you want people to come to uh, learn more about what you're doing, JD? Um, my Facebook page is probably the best mm -hmm. or our SoundCloud. Dirty Disco. We have a Dirty Disco page on Facebook and uh, uh, my own personal, and Mark has his own personal as well, of course. You, Mark you, really mm -hmm. wishes he would have been with us tonight, but, uh, you know, he's always so damn busy. <laughs> you know, he's got businesses to run and things. I think on our last interview, you told me that Mark does the business side and you are the guy who is uh, the more of the creative side. Would that be accurate? <laughs> Well, we both do. So we both do the artistic side, but he does the business side. I'm the lazy one of the two. He's the brilliant one. Let's uh, let's talk. Mm -hmm. power. Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, I have another song here that you guys sent me. Um, let's talk about... Th these guys are working with some of the top artists of the, d the day, today, currently. And tell us about your um, remix, uh, what you put into it for the new Taylor Swift uh, release. Well, I, I just thought, you know, I watched her perform on, was it the Billboard Awards? Yeah, she opened the Billboard Awards. And I, I kept thinking, oh my God, this is screaming for a club mix. And so we got to work straight away. And I think we turned it around into a really accessible gay club, massive number one hit, don't you? We're about to find out. what I aimed at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we aimed at. I think, is it on the chart now, on the dance chart, do you know? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in England. I'm a little behind. Oh, that's right. You just got back. Um, well, yeah. uh, well, we won't keep you uh, any longer. We want to say thank you for joining us again. Please uh, come visit often here uh, via your telephone. Uh, folks, we're going to uh, play right now the uh, Taylor Swift song. It's called Me. Is that correct? That is correct. And thank you so much for having me back on. You are very welcome. Can we get a nice round of applause for J.D. Arnold? All right, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you thought the show was over, it's not. We still are going to talk to our local luminaries. And to top it off, we have Georgie Porgy from Chicago coming up. All this and more. Right now, Taylor Swift, me.
That is Taylor Swift's uh, new one called Me. It's been remixed by the fabulous Dirty Disco, Houston, Texas. Thank you guys for sending it over. House of Pride Radio, we got to keep rolling, ladies. Uh, what were we just talking about? Oh, how drag has changed over the years. <laughs> yeah. It certainly has. Um, do you think about that kind of thing when you are getting ready for performance? or? Well, sure. I mean, I certainly do. I, uh, there's all kinds of different types of drag queens in San Francisco um, and they kind of change from neighborhood to neighborhood and venue to venue sometimes but um, it, it depends I, I feel like my character kind of goes half and half I'm kind of uh, generally you know like a classic drag queen but then I also veer into kind of the weirder side of drag like San Francisco likes to do um, and I do shows like Sailor's Media Meltdown that just started yeah. um, and dress up like Nicolas Cage. But then the next day I'm, at, you know, the A's game in a sequin dress and a big wig. So it. it and you were looking gorgeous. It's fun. Thank both you. Both times. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. I, I like a dichotomy, uh, but, you know, but then RuPaul's Drag Race is certainly up to the bar as far as what people expect to see. That's how I felt queens. too, because suddenly yep. it was like perfect. Like image of uh, somebody's aesthetic of what a drag queen should look like. Right, right. Which well, was never my look. I right. Was like, I was well, I mean, which I love. It's interesting seeing newer queens rise up, though, who started in reaction to the show and seeing them trying to be what they're seeing on TV right out the gate. And not necess- a lot of them don't necessarily have their own drag identity formed <laughs> yet. They just are trying to emulate what they've seen. Um but then again, you've also got a lot of people who are rising to that challenge and being super creative and fierce with it. So Yeah, so they, they're on their way. But what about the ones who haven't really developed their persona yet? Like, what happens? I mean, I think they keep going. I'm not going to name names or anything. It was not, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to, but that. that's interesting. No, but, um, Do they find their footing eventually? Well, it's interesting <laughs> because it's a new, it's kind of a new phenomenon, right? Yeah. Like it's only really started recently. And I, there's a handful of people that I can think of that are performing fairly regularly in the city, but I don't really know who they are. And I do think like if you talk to them, they cannot go two minutes without referencing Drag Race mm-hmm. in relationship to their own so drag. So they are a product of Drag Race. I do think that with time, everybody's going to find who they are and why they're doing why drag. Why you, don't you keep, on stage? You right, don't right. keep doing it if you don't have a reason beyond like potentially getting famous because nobody's actually making any money doing this. Right. That's right, folks out there. <laughs> well, if you're in it to to be on RuPaul's Drag Race or reference RuPaul's Drag Race, you're you're in it for the wrong reasons. Well, so. you're not going to succeed on Drag Race. The people no. who do well on that show, if that's what you want, are the more original voices. I think um, who just won Evie Oddly mm-hmm. proved that um, amongst like many other queens. Like it's the the ones who, when you first see them on the show, don't necessarily seem like the belong that usually do the best on it. Right. Well, they, you think about all the people who have won, who are notable, um, and, and even people who haven't won the show who are notable, like, you know, Jinx Monsoon and Sharon Needles oh, yeah. and Trixie Mattel and all those people kind of have their own identity and forge their own way. And all of the pretty, you know, snappy queens kind of fell by the wayside but those queens are memorable because they're different um and i feel like san francisco has a lot of those different queens yeah 
I know. I feel like I'm sitting over here being so shady. There's so many people that I love and respect in the community. It's just, um, you know, it's interesting seeing, as we were talking about, the way things have changed even during the time that I've been here doing drag, which has not been as long as as you, Tweeka. Um, Yeah, but I don't really do drag that much anymore. Right. I'm, I'm basically... Although I am this Sunday at Mother Chuck's show. Which oh, is, nice. It's been a while, though. Like, um, when I was in my 20s and 30s, yeah, it was like twice a week. But um, um, I was always like a blood and guts drag queen. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of more of a, like, comedic performance artist, I guess. Well, that's very San Francisco. Yes. And that's, yeah. what, that's what I love, personally. Like, tra- I, was a tranny, I, I find that much more interesting. Child, basically. Right. Yeah. Remember Which, Tranny Shack? Oh, of course. Yes, Shack? absolutely. And I feel like that's really where Vanilla and I got our main inspiration when we started doing drag is from the queens who came out of Tranny Shack and got right. our start. We got our start there at least as well to a degree. Um, but now the post Tranny Shack, now RuPaul Drag Race world. It. Like, yeah. it's, um, it's interesting to see like how drag in the city is changing and now as things become like more widespread as people are talking about drag more online and whatever um, you can start to say like oh that's what San Francisco drag is more versus New York drag versus LA drag versus Chicago or what have you um, and I do think that tranny shack mentality is such a definitive um, aspect of what defines San Francisco yeah, I agree. It does still very, it has a very big influence on the city still, I think, because there's still so much art in the drag in San Francisco, which I don't see other places. Oh, that's cool. That's great to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still, folks, San Francisco is the place. It's yeah, a great you're place much, to like hatch You're your much age. more likely to see someone die in a San Francisco number than you are in like a, I in, in a Southern pageant. I know? beheaded myself so, once in a performance great. where I am telling you I'm not going with a, one of those, you know, French, what do they call the gala? You know, oh, a guillotine, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and then pick up my head somehow. I don't even remember how I did that. Perfect. But it yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah, but we're also a very comedy-focused city. I feel like, and not very true. there's a lot of comedy in other places. I'm not saying that that's not true. New York is known for it as well. Seattle, yeah. but I feel like we have kind of a weirder sense of humor. Um, that's a West Coast twist. Yeah, kind of. it's a yeah. definitely a little bit more niche um, in terms of like what we find funny and what we're laughing about and mm-hmm. how it manifests in our drag. Because we're not just up telling jokes, but our numbers are oftentimes centered around some kind of goof, like you doing a show tune while beheading yourself. Like there is an inherent joke in that, that you don't necessarily see in a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or the theme like Titanic is a good one to play with. <laughs> you know, <Totally. laughs> uh, what do you guys, uh, can you tell us about your upcoming numbers next time you're on stage? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing Napa Pride this weekend, and I am uh, doing a number which I've done twice before, but which I paint my face in the course of the song, so that's kind of a little bit challenging. You look flawless Give me, me a little anxiety, thank you. Yeah, but that's, uh, it's a challenge to go from just no makeup to full drag, and like, I, I do it to a Celine Dion song, so it's, oh. it's seven minutes. Think of like ten? It's, it's, no, <laughs> uh, all coming back to me now. Oh, God. So, but it still gives me anxiety every time I do it (laughs) um your influences for face my influences for face are more old Hollywood movie stars so Mae West Marlena Dietrich um Lana Turner those kind of people mixed with um 
I, I would say old school drag. So I was very inspired by, you know, Peaches Christ, which was one of the, yes. the, the first experiences of, of live drag that I had. Um, so, and I was stunned by her makeup. And so I still continue to. Another to force kind of, emulate. of San Francisco still going Very strong. Very much, yeah. Shout out to you, yep. Peaches. Love her. And then she's borrowed from my makeup as well. So we, we borrow off of each other, I think, a little bit. Well, and you've done her makeup before. Yeah, many times. But she's also told me that she had looked at pictures of my eye makeup and did, like, the little white triangle oh, I love under that the eye. And, like, yeah, so, look, yeah. So, yeah, we uh, we Because we you try to figure each out other. each time you put makeup, like, how should that white go? Exactly. So. Well, and, and that's <laughs> one of the nice things about drag is you can do your makeup differently every time so yeah sometimes that where did you learn how to do makeup um i am just a naturally artistic person i studied photography and portrait photography and then fell into makeup so i work for cryolon professional makeup and um, an educator and teach drag classes all over the place so oh i did not know that. yeah i just got finished doing uh, drag classes all over the midwest for cryolon so they sent me out to minneapolis and indianapolis and um uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. So, oh, yes. Kentucky, you're going to Kentucky? Maybe. Well, I just got back. Oh, yeah, thankfully, I, say maybe thankfully I, got, I escaped. <laughs> escaped from Kentucky. <laughs> um, where is your? So, is that your main day gig? My, that's my main day job. Is yeah. I just taught a makeup class today, Instagram. So that's I. Yeah, I'm a makeup educator. I love that. In the day. I just, that is a great. Yeah, that is a great job. Yeah, it's fun. Job you should have one you enjoy. It's fun, and I get a heavy discount on eyelashes. <laughs> Right, because they're so expensive. You probably have you probably have mink ones. <laughs> when you're doing drag as often as she is, I'm sure. You need, well, yeah. I know. I never use. Quickly. I've never used eyelashes more. You've than never once. used eyelashes, really? No, more than once. Oh, more like, than once. Yeah, okay. Because they well, end up being like all yeah nasty. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I try and use them as much as I possibly can until they die. Oh, you're good. You're yeah. good. I half half the time I lose one at some point because after, after a performance, like, don't you just rip things? Off? I do. I just rip it off and like. Sometimes it depends on how drunk I get during the show. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I take care of I always put them back in their case and kiss them goodnight and... That's the right way. That's why she's a professional. And I tap dance and then they... But I walk through my door, I'm like, just like ripping off the contact. Well, that's, I mean, certain things, like the dresses go right on the floor. (laughs) And I have like, that's called my drag piles. My husband calls it. It's on the side of my bed. And I just throw everything off onto the drag pile. I I take my wig (laughs) off, turn it upside down, and throw everything in there. There you go. There you go. It's my wig purse. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Sailor? Um, In in terms of makeup? Yeah, your influences. Uh, I would say that a lot of mine is more 70s and 80s rock stars Mm. more than queens. Um, Definitely David Bowie, Klaus Nomi, um, Divine. I feel like were the ones that I was looking at the most when I first started in terms of how they painted their face. And then it just kind of sculpted into a piranha eventually. Mm. That definitely comes through. Yeah, yeah influence is definitely <laughs> Yeah, <through>. I know. <laughs> uh, what, besides the um, stage production, what's your next drag performance? Well, I'm going to take this opportunity. Vanilla mentioned it a minute ago, but my partner, Franzia Kafka, and I are starting a new party that we want to be a monthly. So we just did our first one this last week called Media Meltdown. And the theme was Nick Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, a drag show. And we had uh, six performers all together come out and dress as those two uh, preposterous actors and do, um, you know, I did a tribute to Nicolas Cage's new movie, Mandy, to Mandy by Barry Manilow. Mm -hmm. Um, Which was genius. 
Uh, there's I, a movie out yeah. about Barry Manilow? No, it has nothing to do with Barry Manilow. <laughs> I was just using that song. Um, it's a very, actually, kind of gory exploitation movie. So uh, the, the juxtaposition in the song was was for effect. Uh, Vanilla it, was it. one of the stars of that evening, for sure. She turned out a killer Nick Cage look. Um, but yeah, we want to start doing that party as a monthly. So right now we're, we're now that we have one underfoot and it yeah. was very successful. I'm very oh, proud of how it went. Thank you. Um, we want to start trying to do that starting in July as a regular show, mm-hmm. maybe at the makeout room. We're still in talks with them. Um, but yeah, the next one's going to be WrestleMania themed and we're going to get each performer to create their own like wrestler persona and, uh, have all the performances inside of a wrestling ring and uh, it's going to be fun. Well, I have to say thank you because I, I feel like there's so many times when you get emails for bookings um, and it's just constantly like Madonna versus Taylor Swift versus Lady Gaga versus Stevie Nicks versus You're never going to see that at our and show. It's so refreshing and to see you know, different kinds of themes that ch- kind of challenge you as an artist because when I, I said yes immediately because I was like, Nicholas Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, yes, <laughs> sign me up. I want to be there. Um, but it, it was kind of challenging. But you should have seen the turnout for it and you should have seen how enthusiastic that audience oh was. Oh my God, because, they were having such a blast. Because like I said, we get so many of those versus versus Janet Jackson, whatever, oh, whatever. Right. And this so is completely the, different. Uh, yeah. With the dimensions of what a drag can be with, yeah you know. i mean our goals for it are that we don't do themes that you're going to see at other drag shows okay. ever as long as we can avoid it if either one of us has heard of it being done before we're not touching it and we want to play on things that are going to challenge the performers but really tap into a sense of like nostalgic fun for the audience of like that is somebody that I love or something that I love that I never would have expected being uh, paid homage to in a drag setting. So I want to go after that. So, and we're adding in other things, you know, I also DJ for the party and uh, do video art visuals and my partner Fonzia does immersive decor. So we had for this first one, it was fairly minimalist, but we had a Nick Cage and Jeff Goldblum inspired photo booth and he does balloon art as well that he had set up all over the place. Um, but for we also want to do one coming up that's Dr. Seuss themed. I'm giving away all of our ideas, but I'm um, trying to get people excited. But uh, we want to turn the entire venue into like a Dr. Seuss kind of hellscape. So where does one find budget for such? And undertaking. I mean, as of right now, we're paying for it all out of pocket. I will say, luckily, with the first one, we not only made our money back, we made a little extra and we're able oh, to pay the performers more is, than we intended. That's huge. So, Often that's not the case. Yeah. First time. Yeah, that's great. You guys on the ball. Yeah, yep. thank you. So I'm hoping that we can just keep building it from here. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'm also opening for the Space Lady at Oasis in early July. And going to be doing Janelle Monet Night at Mother. You can also see me this Sunday at Oasis. I'm working with Junk Drag Broadway on their Tony's viewing party. Fabulous. Full throttle boogie, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, Can you guys hang out with me while we are called Chicago? Absolutely. Uh, We're going to be talking now to Georgie Porgy. We're running a little late. I hope he's still there. Voted top 20 all-time dance performers on Billboard magazine. Wow. He's had a ton of hits on his own uh, as a singer. He's a great singer. But he also produces uh, uh, singers and other artists and has his own label in Chicago. We're going to hear about his newest project. Let's uh, go back a bit and listen to one of his hits. Uh, this one's called Baby I Love You, uh, Georgie Porgy. We'll be right back with him live.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back House of Pride Radio. Now we're talking to Georgie Porge in Chicago. Can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear. What up, Michael? How are you, Tweeka? I'm doing fine. I want to go around my room real fast and introduce you uh, to a sailor. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure. And pleasure to speak to you. And also, one last but not least, Miss Vanilla Meringue. Hi, Georgie Porgy. Hey, Vanilla Meringue, how you doing? I'm doing good, girl. How are you? I'm really, really good. It's great to talk to everybody. Thank you for joining us again. So, tell us what's going on with you in Chicago. I know you've been busy. Very, very busy. Been, um, you know, just on the road again. I did some shows. I came home. Been in the studio, cranking out different records, working with uh, working on the next Louis Santiago. We just finished the DJ Q. Well, the DJ Q is out there right now with Barbara Tucker. That's doing phenomenal. Uh, number three on the sales chart. So, been finished that record. Released a record with a guy named Mike Cathrow, great DJ, producer, mm-hmm. remixer out of England. We just dropped that today. The new Kano Marley's out today. It just came out. Louis Santiago's got something coming down the line, finishing that off. And beyond that, just a bunch, a bunch of records. And I'm working on another Georgie Porgy record, so I'm excited. So Georgie as far Porgy, as music, we got tons yeah. of music coming. Uh, where do folks go to uh, to? learn more about your your career and, and they can go to musicplantrecords.com or go to georgieporgy.me or facebook which is georgie porgy you can actually just find me as georgie porgy on facebook they allowed me to keep my name <laughs> that was very nice of facebook or you can go to instagram uh gp the artist and um uh twitter yep. anywhere it's all it's everywhere i'm really if you just google georgie porgy uh, with IEIE, it all comes comes up. So you can go out there and find me and see where I'm going to be next. And I go to Florida this weekend to do shows. I come back. And things have been good. Still I'm going. Happy. And I'm excited. I'm going to be remixing a, a brand new Tweaker record. What do you say? I'm gonna yes. Be the oh, yes. On the new Tweaker oh, record. Totally See, forgot. you forgot your own record. That's Look right. I'm producing that. a record I'm, with Gypsy Love, a local San Francisco artist, and Georgie is gracious enough to come on board as a remixer. Much appreciate. It's going to be great. I'm going to send it over to you tonight. I've been so busy, but it's coming. No, Thank no, it's you. okay. It's no, no rush, but I'm just happy to be, you know, we got to pump that up, too. So, Mikhail, Can't like wait. I said, there's tons of great music happening. Um, things are really good. I'm working on some other stuff that you were you saw us do in Florida, which we're not ready to announce yet, but we are in the process of uh, creating something brand brand new that's going to be coming out to the world, and uh, I'm excited about it. We you know we we started doing some some work on it, and it's it's coming together beautifully, and uh, just excited, brother. I mean everything is good. I can't complain. I know. The industry, what the, is, is the industry is what the industry is, you know, with iTunes shutting down the purchase, uh, purchasing music, which is really horrible, um, and streaming be where it's at. Uh, I just believe that I'm thankful that we are doing very, very well as far as we're still selling through TrackSource, through musicplantrecords.com. You can always go to musicplantrecords.com and purchase our music directly there, and it actually gets released there a week before it gets released to all the different platforms. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. I'm very happy. Beport, Juno, anywhere where, where stuff is sell. I mean, we're available to with all the streaming stuff. But I lack streaming, just so everybody knows. We lack streaming by six weeks. Why? Because I don't believe in streaming. I'm sorry. I don't believe half a penny. And if I, if I may take 
a few minutes to say this, not a few seconds to talk about streaming to people so they can educate people. Streaming is a half a penny, and it only pays an artist a half a penny. And I know people say, but get a bunch of streams. No, even at 40 million streams, you're making no money. You can't even make a living on that. Even if you have a good year, you won't have a good year the following year because they're paying us absolutely nothing and it's unacceptable. So people, you need to know that if I come into your restaurant and I come to eat, if you stream for a half a penny, well, I want my steak for a half a penny. I want my baked potato for a half a penny. I want my vegetables for half a, half a penny and anything I'm drinking for a half a penny. So I'll, I'll lock you in for a whole dollar for the meal. Because if you're good with streaming our stuff and not paying us, you should be good with uh, us as artists getting food. And, I, and making this a big, I'm gonna, this is gonna be my new push going forward to educate people that this is not healthy for our industry. I like that, you're cutting edge of uh, standing up for what's right for the artists. Get him, Georgie. Well, I mean, can I be, thank you, but you yes. know my thing is, I just believe that God has blessed me I've been very, very, very fortunate and blessed. Michael knows and knows me now. I don't, you know, I don't live in the rafters with my head, but I've been very blessed. I mean, Billboard named me top 10 dance artist of the decade. Then after that, top 50 of all time and sold millions of records. When I start screaming about something, it's not about me. It's the next Georgie. It's the next, everybody needs an opportunity. And if I don't scream about it now, they don't know how they're creating an industry that won't be there for them. That's why so many artists, and I'm not going to name them, there are so many artists that will go on The Voice or American Idol. Three weeks later after the show is done, I'll get a call because they don't know what to do now. They're done they're right off the show. And I'm not, when I name, if I name names, you guys would all drop. I just got a call from somebody who did very, very well on American Idol and somebody that just did very, very well on The Voice and you know, they don't know what to do next. You watch that show. Because Kelly the Clarkson? reality is- That's years ago. Huh? <laughs> Pardon me? What'd you say? Did Kelly call you? Oh no, Kelly, no. Kelly's getting a TV show. Was, that should put it in perspective. That right there, which is good, good you said that. Put it in perspective. Why <laughs> is Kelly Clarkson gonna go host a TV show? Well, she's Why are they sitting at the voice voting on it? Because they, they also know that there's no money being made with the streaming stuff. Not every, think about all the biggest artists out there. They're all running to do something out there in a commercial. They're trying to, everybody's touring. You, everybody tours. Shit, if your mama puts out a damn record tomorrow morning, she'd be like, oh, I gotta go tour. So them and their mama's on tour doing tours. Why? Because streaming's kicking their ass. And the sad part mm. is they won't stop and come together and say, no enough so folks you heard it here streaming stay clear can you opt out of streaming when you put something yeah it's just about a money honey you just don't you well the artists have to band together and what people need to do is realize that when they pay that 1099 to the streaming companies that all goes to them they're all becoming million you know all the streaming companies are very 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 doing very well and then then there's going to be people well you need to have more streams and I go back to it again. So, so now we're saying that when I go get my dry cleaning, I should only pay her a half a penny. When yes. we devalue, see how that works. This out. is the last <laughs> thing I'll say. When we devalue music, then music is not has no value. Georgie Porgy has a point. 
God, I, I'm going to follow that uh, engine. If you, uh, if that, you know, if you're going to drive no, that train, I'll be I'm not playing with I'll you. Be, this I'll is going to be a big thing. I mean, this is why we're doing working on this other thing because I want to create a, a bigger voice and impact out there because I'm going to make people understand that we have to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop it. Stop with the whole thing. Well, that's what everybody else is doing. Well, like, you know, your mama said to you, everybody jump in the lake. You going to jump in the lake too? Stop it. Stop being stuck on stupid. We need to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. It does not make sense for you. I like that you artist. made a, a lake reference because you live in Chicago. That, that was cute. <laughs> that's cute. Do you- yes, we do. We got <laughs> here we don't have a notion like y'all let me tell you something i wish we did but we don't but we got beaches man-made beaches they're nice <laughs> do you do you live close enough do you have a view of the lake uh georgie where you live yes i do i'm very fortunate i have a beautiful view of the lake and it's, it's very very nice now do you do you live do you have a partner or are you single no i am single and happy hmm. are you looking <laughs> I love it. Right now, no, I'll be honest with you. It's not fair to anybody because I'm on the road all the time. Yeah. You know, being on the road and working and, and doing everything that I do in my life, it's very, very hard for me. It's not fair to somebody because it, it, I have a very, very schedule. Now, does that mean that I always, no, at some point, you know, I've had different, you know, people, but no, nothing, you know, not at the moment, you know, dated and whatever, but it's just, it's very hard. I mean, because, you know, there's a lot of demand comes through the industry. And, 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 and I'm not like saying that I'm not a part of it. You know, I also believe in, and we're going to talk about that. Um, just, you know, when you find somebody, you got to find somebody that, that takes you from your level of happiness and above. People satisfy, go into relationships and they'll go, oh, it's okay, I'll be a little miserable. No, you work so hard to get to happy below happy is unacceptable. And, you know, in, in the day and age we're living in, and you guys can, I bet you attest to this, there's a lot of, you know, miserable people walking this earth who are just mad at the world about something. So, and I'm not, you know, I'm really in a great place in my life and I feel very positive. Even when I'm preaching about a happy penny, that's not me being mad about it. That's me wanting better for everybody. Got it. Uh, yes. I, I love your energy. Um, well, we, we got to wrap up House of Pride Radio over here in San Francisco, but uh, let, let us know. You, do you have a, 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 what you got coming out this summer? Like I said, today we just dropped the Mike Catherall record, which I'm really excited about. It's called I Feel the Night. It has uh, progressive uh, house, tech house, and jack and house mixes on it. The new Kano Marley dropped today. Louis Santiago is coming out. These are things that I've produced, co-produced or produced. The DJ Q's out there right now. Um, the new Bear Who record's coming out that is slamming. Uh, that's coming out too. Um, tons of records. And I'm in the studio working on a new Georgie Porgy record. So I'm going to have a new Georgie Porgy record. I know my last record I did with Barbara Tucker that you blessed us with your mix that did phenomenal and went number one on tons and tons of charts and did incredible. Did great called Love One Another. Um, I've got another record coming out just by myself. Me singing by myself, and uh, it's a great song, and I'm working on it, so I've got that coming. Very excited. Tons and tons of music. Well, we're excited to hear about it here on House of Pride Radio. Make sure you let us know when uh, that's going to drop. I promise. (laughs) All right, everyone, let's have a nice round of applause for the legendary top 50 recording artist of all time on the dance charts, Mr. Georgie Borgie. Take it.
guys. Great talking to you guys. Have a blessed night. Love y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 All right, all right, ladies. <laughs> we got to wrap up the show. Uh, what else do we need to know about what you guys are doing? Well, you can see me on the main stage of San Francisco Pride on June 29th. I'll be there at 4 p.m. Uh, as a part of the Stud Collective's uh, performance slot. So I'll be there, and I'll also be at Cobb's Comedy Club on the 30th. Is that comedy? No, oh, well, no for, it's a brunch. Drag oh. queen brunch. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. Salem? Uh, come see me in Sex and the City Live at Oasis. You can get tickets at sfoasis.com and follow me on Instagram at the Cosmic Piranha or at Media Meltdown SF for more information about our upcoming events. That's amazing. You guys, thank you so much for coming. We come back. I hope so sometime. Thank you for having I, us. Steph. Absolutely. Totally. Um, well, you know, we've been here with the local luminaries at uh, San Francisco. We've been to Chicago. We've been to Houston, Texas. Uh, and New York City. Well, we have to go right back to New York City because Poondreka gave us a uh, two-minute uh, pod that she does every week for House of Pride Radio in honor of the fact that Martha was a guest. She did one entitled It's Ranging Men. So uh, should we have a listen? <laughs> totally. All right, Poondreka, take it away. Good evening and welcome to Groove Lines. I'm Poon. You've been listening to House of Pride Radio and we're gonna do it to you in your eardrums and send you off with a bang. The song that inspired my poem this week is one of the greatest dance songs ever in a whole wide world, and I wanted to write something happy and fun. But then I did some research about weird things that have fallen from the sky, and what I wrote is mostly true. So maybe you do want to always have an umbrella. One afternoon in March, the year was 1876. The God-fearing wife of Farmer Crouch was making soap on her porch when she heard slap and slap and slap on the ground. She looked down not 40 steps from her house. And then and there, the sky was red, red meat falling from the clouds. Three whole minutes of red meat falling not like steak tartare, which Farmer Crouch would have ingested heartily, one might suppose, but they both, they being Farmer Crouch and his wife, say it was rather grisly, like a bear, or a horror movie such as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or even Fargo with that guy in the wood chipper, remember? And it wasn't even grisly, but still edible, like pot roast or meatballs or meatloaf, although some reported it tasted like deer or a horse or a bear or a baby. And to this day, no one knows what kind of meat was falling from the sky in Kentucky in 1876 for three minutes.
Thank you for joining us on the House of Pride Radio. Please tune in next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more fun. It is Pride Month. Let's celebrate together. Good night. Tim'sTesseract.com Tim'sTesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
show. We're at Piano Fight. It's a Friday. It's 7 o'clock. We're here with Sylvan Productions. This is comedy baseball. This is going to be happening every Friday here at Piano Fight. It's a great time. It's improv. We're going to be hanging out. You're going to be loving the show. Remember, this is not my show. I happen to be on this show, but it is Friday the 13th of April at Piano Fight. And this is Comedy Baseball with Sylvan Productions, hosted by Justin Gomes. So you guys, please enjoy the show that's going to be upcoming, a great live show here at Piano Fight on Turk and Taylor in the Tenderloin, very close to Powell Street Station. So coming over from Walnut Creek, you weirdos. A really great show here. Hope you enjoy.
competition is going to work tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is that these two teams will tell jokes back and forth in a way uh, that will play baseball. Essentially, they're going to tell quick little improv jokes, and then depending on how you guys react to that joke, that's how good of a, ha a hit they're going to get in the baseball game. So uh, a secret to making this game really good is uh, when a joke is funny, we laugh, right? That's, like, right? that's what we do. But when a joke isn't funny, you guys can't do that San Francisco, you know, like, hmm, you know, like, you know. when a joke is bad, uh, we boo, and we boo loud. Uh, otherwise, the game doesn't work. So can you guys do that for me? Can we all boo on three? One, two, three. Yeah, any sort of the any sort of reaction. Uh, depending on how you guys react, that's how the game works. So please react. Um, let's get into it. All right, let's bring up the game. Boom! All right. So our first game we're gonna play is back in my day. The way this joke goes is you go back in my day. We didn't have audience suggestion. We joke. You guys look at it really quick, but let's fill that blank. I need seven suggestions from you guys. What self, do we got? Self-driving car. Self-driving car. Cool. Could be anything. Could be a job. Could be a person. What do we got, audience? Cell phones. Cell phones. <laughs> Apple Kaiser. Shoes. Kaiser? The Kaiser. Oh, French Bulldogs. French Bulldogs. Trump. Pigs in a blanket. Okay, pigs in a blanket. I like that. You guys are all over the place. This is a good crowd. <laughs> what was that one? Diapers? Diapers and online dating. Diapers and online dating. All right. That's good enough. Dippers? Oh, my God. It's a hard eye. It's a hard eye. that we selected up in the corner. Self-driving car cars. Cool. Back in my day, we didn't have no self-driving car. We just had kids who drove us home drunk. <laughs> <laughs> am I still up? Am I oh, let's see. Oh. Uh, oh. 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 All right, now we got Sean's up. Uh, another rule I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, if you get a subject you don't like, you can take a strike. And they have to give you another subject for that at that. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have self-driving cars. We had one-eyed blind horses. Ooh, yay! Ah! Right. No, a strike just means you. That's a strike. You're not out. This is comedy baseball. It's very similar to real baseball. No, no, 
that's, they give you a pitch.
Chris chain is there. All right. Man, I got bad luck in those games, man. <laughs> bad luck? No, that was you good. You got it right and you can't score from second game. All right, what do we got? Cell phones. I don't watch baseball. It's Jackie Monday. We didn't have cell phones. We had cans that we put from house to house, and that was teaching and Eve before it was You know what? I'll give you guys a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, when we're working on the ball bounce, uh, the programmer looks over to me and he goes, oh, I guess I'm going to have to use some trigonometry on this one. <laughs> and then I lit a joint and walked out of the room. <laughs> hey. Sometimes glitches, huh? All right. All right. Close it up. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. 
YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! No, it's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch. Let's watch right away because I can't sit. You're like one of those producers where you get on the mic and he's like, oh, you're so loud. I have to grimace and make publicly. Uh, yeah, my yeah. headphones, you know, they're kind of, let's, we'll turn them down, Chuck. Turn down the heads. All right. The set headset. You're listening to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. So let's stand up watch a full-length movie on YouTube here on National Public Radio. On NPR. On NPR. Affiliate. We are part of the American Public Radio Network, which is not affiliated with National Public Radio. But we do bring programming. We're on uh, Mutiny Radio right now. Mutiny and, and we're not associated Radio. with Pacifica either. Definitely. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, was it? So we have a Pacifica in the Bay Area, and you're yeah. out there in New Jersey. Perfect. You have the... You have the classic one in New oh, York City, B-I. right? WBIA. Hey, seven dirty words you can't say on TV. Oh, we got sued. Oh, hey, uh, you know what? Abby Hoffman had a had a radio show called Radio Free USA on WBAI right before he passed away. I think it was that that was station. Anyway, hello everyone. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We stream right now. On mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Carl, New Jersey time. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we watch an entire movie on YouTube in its entirety, in real time, with you, let us. And we want you to watch the movie on YouTube and listen to us at the same time, as we do it at 2 p.m. We also have a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. I built I built it up and then I hit the last one. It's fun to stay that the L W A No, so remember that acronym. Go ahead and find our podcast, subscribe to our podcast. And if you want to watch the movie and listen to us, but not do the hard work, Carl will do it for you. Not only did Carl write the theme song, not only did Carl is going to produce the upcoming uh comedian countdown. Uh, he also syncs up the audio and video and posts it on our YouTube channel. Yet you're still just listed as a guest on the call sheet. I am the curator of our channel. That doesn't make me on the show. I'm helping what are you, out. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Carl, what is the movie we're seeing right now today? We will watch Gone in 60 Seconds. Not Nicolas Cage. 1974. Sure. Gone in 60 Seconds, 1974. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. And the channel we like is 24 by 7 movies. Well, it's 24 forward slash 7. It's the only one you're going to bump into, right? Right. There are three O's in in movies. Oh. Like a cow is saying. Well, this is moving pictures. We got a lot of cars moving around. 
Uh, the premise of this podcast is that we get to see movies that I read about. And oh my God, I read about this movie from 1974. It is a cult classic. We're always happy to retread out one of the great cult classics here on our show because it's on YouTube. And, you know, we're a community of movies, love, bad movie lovers and cult film aficionados. So go ahead, click on the link that's gone with 60 seconds, 1974. 24-7 movies. Movie. I'm going to subscribe to that channel just because I like yeah. I like their style. And uh, what we'll do is we want you to hit pause, move the timer to 000. We have a great segment that Carl has produced called Comedian Celebrity Comedian Countdown. You're going to get to meet a comedian, get to hear a little backstory, maybe realize this person is not, is not that funny. And, uh, you know, well, maybe you'll find I'm out their address. Maybe, maybe you want to just uh, call the SWAT on them. You know, a lot of constructive things in these days. But anyway, well, I'm really excited. Actually, a very funny comedian from New Jersey. I haven't seen Herod yet, but I'm really excited. And then we'll be back with the movie. Once you hear the countdown, once you hear go, click go. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Andrea Bryan. Welcome, Andrea. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Well, you are a newbie to comedy, uh, so I'm wondering, like, how long you've been into it and what got you started? Uh, so I've only been doing comedy for about a year and a half. Uh, always been a huge fan of stand-up comedy, but just never thought that's something that I should, uh, should try my hand at. Uh, but about a year and a half ago, I was a, a guest on a podcast, and they wanted us to write Christmas-themed jokes and have about a minute of material. And I did that. I got some laughs, had a blast, and then decided I should write a five-minute set and um, perform that a few days later in a friend's basement uh -huh. and uh, to great encouragement and uh, just been doing it ever since. So that gave you the bug, right? But when you oh, yeah. got that encouragement, that applause, that laughter, is that what made you keep going, keep wanting to do it? or? Yeah, well, because we... We have in our minds that we want to do something, but we also want to make sure we're on the right track. And, and certainly that encouragement, I thought, okay, well, uh, I'm making people laugh, maybe not yeah. as consistently as I would like, but that'll come later. Uh, let's let's do this. This is fun. And it has come later. I mean, I see you do the guest spots at Scotty's and everybody's with you. You know, there's no dead jokes. I mean, you've got your, you got more than five minutes, I'm sure, right? What oh, are you yeah. up to now? Yeah, at this point, yes. <laughs> It'd be weird if I if I only had that. At this How many point. minutes do you have? Uh, 20. 20, 20 minutes. Very nice. Sure. For a year and a half, 20 solid minutes. Oh, yeah. Tight 20, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I could pad that out with some crowd work. But uh, but yeah, 20, 20 for sure. Um, but, and that's that's another thing. You know, crowd work has been kind of a yeah. work in progress over the last last year, but I'm having fun with that, too. Well, I saw you do it last night, the crowd work. Uh, no, no, it was on Friday, right? It yeah. was on Friday, right? Yeah. So you grew up in the Bay Area. You went into the mm -hmm. Navy. You made your way to New York City. Tell me about this journey. Tell me how you got all the way yes. here from there, uh, especially after the Navy. Yeah, so, well, even... From the Bay Area to the Navy wasn't a straight line. I uh, I lived and worked in Lake Tahoe for a couple years. Then I moved to Idaho and all Idaho. sorts of things. So I joined the Navy out of Idaho. Uh, joined the Navy, see the world. They sent me the next state over to Washington, the Seattle <laughs> area. 
Uh, I was there for a couple years. Uh, then they sent me over to Bahrain uh, yeah. over in the Middle East for about a year. And that's where I finished up my time. And I got out and moved to Salt Lake City. Uh, I was there for about five years, I, finishing up school, working a little bit. I got back into the Navy Reserves while I was out there. Uh, but again, being a huge comedy fan and everything else, I, I kept uh, making trips out to New York City and thinking, Man, I'm having a blast. <laughs> Every single time I come out here, I don't do a whole lot for fun in Salt Lake. And uh, so about four years ago, I, I decided to move out here and been here ever since natural natural progression so bahrain was that a life-changing experience uh there's no uh like watershed moment or anything like that it was but it was a great experience mm -hmm. see how how other cultures live and yeah uh that's you know i guess for one transformative thing that was the first place i had experienced food delivery that was a totally uh -huh. foreign concept and now it's it's everywhere <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, it was just interesting to see, see how other people lived and, and to live somewhere else that wasn't the United States for a whole year is not something that a lot of Americans get to say they did. Absolutely. So this, uh, Bahrain and the Navy experience and the reserves has led you to this podcast that you do called the decompression chamber. Yes. Tell me about that. How can people find that? And, and what's it all about there? It's a, it's veteran based. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh yeah, decompression chamber, Spotify, iTunes, all all your finer podcasts. It's also I put it up on my YouTube channel. Um but it's just me sitting down with a fellow veteran and interviewing well, so far just him, but I'm open to female guests as well. Mm -hmm. I've only been at it a month. Uh but we talk about their time in the military. Uh a lot of times there's a lot of people a lot of Americans who don't know a veteran personally. And so they, they hear the word veteran and they think it was someone who was downrange. And those, those are veterans, they're great people, but I'm kind of more interested in the stories of people who, well, I, I worked uh, intelligence, so I knew that Desert Storm was gonna happen the moment it did. I was receiving communications, I was recalled, or I served in South Korea and was worried about, you know, nuclear bomb attacks from the north or whatever else so yeah. it's uh it's weird things that people don't really think about and it's kind of almost like a quiet service because then these individuals go on to their civilian lives uh but yeah I sit down for about 40 to 60 minutes and and kick around the topic of uh military service it sounds like a great deep dive. Now, we've got a veteran show coming up on a Thursday, probably in July or August in uh, Scotty's. I'll talk with you about that offline. Maybe you should be a part of it. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Now, one of your credits for comedy is not a comedy credit at all. <laughs> it is the impressive yeah. fact that you can deadlift 300 pounds. Tell me about that. Yes. So uh, I after I quit drinking a couple years ago, you know, you got to fill that void with something else. So I ended up found out I liked lifting heavy things. Mm. And uh, so I got into all the, the great power lifts and uh, deadlifts being among them. And uh, yeah, I, I can deadlift uh, 300 pounds, just tested the other day, still, still yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, still got it. <laughs> yeah, still, still got it. So still like lifting heavy things. Uh, but yeah, last night, uh, Gene brought it up in just the most humorous way possible. And 
it was at that moment I was so horrified with myself because I realized what a dumb credit it was. <laughs> it's a great credit. But it's funny. It's silly. It's, I mean, it's not silly, but I'm saying to apply it, it to comedy, you know. That's, it, it, yes, that's that was the thing. It was like all of a sudden the spotlight was shown on me. I'm like, oh, Gene, you got me good, buddy. Wow. <laughs> now there's, I did it um, to myself. We talked about your podcast, but you're also involved in many, many podcasts because you're part of two subscription-based, you know, behind the paywall services. One is Gas Digital and mm -hmm. the other is Compound Media. Now, I, I think you started at Compound and now you're at Gas Digital. Or, or Tell me about this experience and, and yeah. you know, what got you there and, and where are you at today? Yeah, so I, I was... Uh... Again, this is me being a huge comedy fan. So uh, Compound Media, I got to uh, kind of got to know them, you know, being a fan and coming in all the time. And then since I was coming in so frequently, I thought it's a little weird just for me to be here and empty hint. So I started bringing in cookies and uh, yeah. boy, that is the key to everyone's heart. So <laughs> I was included in a lot of things. Um, oh, well, you know, we've got uh, an extra cod at one of the hotels for comedians of the compound if you want to if you're coming down uh stuff like that so they're always very inclusive of me yeah. uh, if i wanted to, to tag along for stuff um and actually with the networking i did there uh once a job came up at gas digital uh i just had a whole list of very recognizable references to say this is going to be your next office manager yeah. yeah so i've been with gas digital for about six months love it over there they treat me great um and I, I love it over there too, because for guests, you don't know who's going to walk through the door. It's it could be yeah. something I've watched on TV for twenty years. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's really a great experience. There they are in person and three dimensional, not on a flat screen. I know. Right? Yeah, so yeah. This is even how we met. This um, I think it was Gino Pisconti, right? On Compound Media, brought you to Scotty's with Bobby Tamboro. Um, yes. I, no, was actually. I well, I may have gone to see Gino. Uh, it, I Dave Lando Dave brought me. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So this brings up my uh, the program you are in. There is a little known comedy program called <laughs> Rides for Spots. That's yes. been very successful for you. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah. So if uh, if a headliner needs a ride to to a gig, uh, when they ask, it's usually implied or they'll say so you you can have a guest spot so right. um you know since dave landau is no longer lives out on the east coast he'll be flying in he gets to a hotel i get him from the hotel he's been very kind very generous at that and then uh, uh pat dixon on friday he yes. uh he let me know hey if you uh you know can give me a ride you can get a spot and i i had nothing scheduled i i hadn't been on stage for a week so i was uh i was more hungry for the spot than he was for the ride it was very nice of him now pat dixon is also on compound media he's got the new york city crime report but he didn't say to you hey i need a ride right he called you up and said uh well he texted me and said if you'd like to come to out to scotty's tonight you're cordially <laughs> invited yeah but I, I know Pat well enough. I knew exactly what that message meant. So it was it was all great, all on board. Being a comedy Uber does not suck. No, not at all. I, I don't mind it. Fun. Okay, so Andrea Bryant, and it's with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N-T. Well, I want to see how Correct. people can find you out there on the internet, social media, YouTube channels. You let me know that you have at comicscard.com. 
mm-hmm. forward slash Andrea dash Bryant. B-R-Y-A-N-T. Comics, comicscard.com forward slash Andrea dash Bryant. What do we find on that page? Uh, so you can find all my socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, even LinkedIn, if you want to drive down your value on that site. Um, but there's also my calendar of dates. So if you want to come out and see me, uh, that's towards the bottom of the page as well. Terrific. Okay. Andrea Bryant, everyone at home is sitting there ready and poised to watch this movie with us. It is essential that they press play at the exact same time we do in the studio. So why don't you, Andrea Bryant, with a Y, give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian countdown uh, comedian. Ready to start the movie. Oh, that's the scene from Kill Bill. Now, this isn't original music. What's that? That's Kill Bill t- took us took a this scene with the sunglasses on the dashboard oh, and did really? an homage by having the sheriff driving into the chapel. Well, I really love hate that Quentin Tarantino. You know, it's kind of a prick move. It's like ah, uh, you know. Well, he's but- he's a fellow podcaster now. Him and Roger Avery, the writer of Pulp Fiction, have a podcast on movies. Uh-huh. Well, that's perfect that he would have a podcast with, boy, can he blah, blah, blah. And oh, the audacity. The audacity. Can you believe the guy talking about movies? Talks over movies. God, who needs that shit? <laughs> I'm not saying that. So, okay, yeah, so it's a complete opens rip. up letting us know what it is. It's going to be all about driving fast. Sweet. Have you seen the remake with uh, Angelina Jolie and Nicholas yes. Cage? Did you like that movie? I don't know. It was okay, but it, it wasn't uh, really this movie. You know, a friend of mine, uh, Mike Strong, told me this story. He went to see this movie at the Thousand Van Ness, which is not a thing anymore. And uh, the line was impossible, and the concession line took forever. Uh-huh. Oh, well, this movie is such a it. train wreck. I didn't realize the movie was such a... Good one, Mike. It went off the rails. Anyway, so... Wait, 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 wait. wait. This happened in real life and the director took advantage of it he just yeah. come on everybody and they quickly ran over here he, he was like tipping cows and he's like i got an idea let's tip this train and film it no he said he got he was on the police scanner we have a uh, train wreck perfect for my movie yeah all this footage think of the production value right we're watching a movie right. and there's something awful a fucking train wreck now he's an insurance investigator and he's showing oh. up to assess the damage. You know, I did that as a living. I was an insurance inspector. Uh-huh. And what I did was I would, there'd be insurance companies that would deal with like cars and shit like that. And I would say, hi, I'm Mike. I'm your insurance inspector for Waltham, Massachusetts. Uh, can you answer a few questions for me? And they'll go, okay. How, what would you say, the how much money you guys make? Is it about a uh, low four figures, high five figures? You know, they're like, well, get off the phone. But I, w- I would make sure that everything's in line with the insurance policy. But it was with the company, not the people. Now, what we just saw here was an auction. And he bought this car for 300 bucks. And now what? It's in t- yeah, that piece of, that hunk of junk. You're talking about 1974 money. Did you know that $300 back in 1974 yeah. was worth $300 in 1974? Right. Yeah. You know, I never think of it that way. Back then... That was serious money. It was yeah. worth 300 in 1974 dollars. 
We had a dog. So my friend Mike Srog went to see a movie, and the line took forever. Everything took forever. The session said took forever. And the first trailer was gone in 60 seconds. And they go, time to get your ticket to this theater. One minute. Time to get your popcorn. A minute, 30 seconds. And everyone went, boo. No, it didn't. It took 40 <laughs> minutes. Great story. Great story. Great story. Now, look what they're doing. They're stripping the car. But it's really not like about parts or anything, although they will keep the engine or whatever. It's about those serial numbers, vehicle numbers, VINs, right? Right. They're, they're going to steal cars. Yes. And replace it with these VIN. So wait a minute. They, oh, so they just want the VIN. Yeah. And other distinguishing things. So <laughs> they'll put that sticker on a different car. Yeah. Look at them lifting it off right now. Yeah. Uh-oh, Hitties, Carl, act cool. He's got centerfolds on the wall, act cool. <laughs> Look this the other way. Bill. You see that it's a code name because it's illegal. There's our director and writer and producer and star and genius. With this kind of cowboy suit? Yeah, well, that's just 70s pants. It's not a cowboy suit. It's a cowboy suit. <laughs> yeah, because uh, cowboys were a big deal in the 70s. You see the... Not in football suits, yeah. Well, he's got the hair. He's got to show it off. These guys have the same jeans, though. Yeah. You see that guy right there? I really don't know his name. In real life, he's... Uh... Well, I just don't know. Uh, LAX? He's, he's... Okay. The director's name is H.B. Halicki, and he saved a lot of money by not having any stars. And the, the speed is the star of this. Oh, look how lax that airport is. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, you know, I like that, but I'm I'm over that airport. I am ex-lax. <laughs> Listen, we didn't do a celebrity comedian countdown, so we can't time this. But it should this car should be gone in sixty seconds. Okay, on Mississippi to Mississippi. Mississippi. I don't know how long a second. Sixty is. bottles of beer on the wall. Sixty seconds of beer. If one of them falling in falls. How many bottles uh, of beer 59 on the wall? seconds, bottles of beer on the wall. Look at it. Oh, cranking oh. it. Northwest Orient. Who hasn't done that in the car? Am I right? Uh, cranking <laughs> it. Look at them. So they're just gone. Hustling. Gone. Seconds by my count. Now, this movie I read about first in Psychotronic uh, Video Guide. From, uh -huh. And he was saying this guy was a real stuntman who. Yeah just scraped up money and, and made his own stunt movie Let's and it was see. really successful right he really is a car mechanic repair kind of person he just loves cars and he and he he, he spent a lot of money on this film but the the film made money it made millions now you I, I don't I, I don't want you to humble brag but I know you are a dedicated gearhead when it comes to automobiles am I okay <laughs> Well, growing up in Los Angeles and New York and <laughs> so many yeah. other places. The star of this film is the 1973 Ford Mustang. That's the car to see. There we go. Now, this car they just chopped up was called Jill. Okay, that's always a code name. The code name for the 1973 Ford Mustang is Eleanor. Got to give a lady's name. Keep it classy. See, it's got the the plate again. It is now the wrecked car, the wrecked up car. 
just like poof, it'll be on the street. They'll run the plate. They'll have the record of it. Carl, just that for shits and giggles, can you tell me where you are in this movie? Yes, I am liking it, but at the same time, no, I'm only kidding. Um, it, I'm at <clears throat> seven minutes and 20, 21, 22, 23, 7, 24, 5. Tell me you're at 34. Five. Damn it. 34? One, no. And now. Okay, we're looking at money. Love, yeah. Lots and lots of money. Yeah. This Carl, is the biggest deal of their... Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say, I want money. Lots and lots of money. I want a piece of the pie. Yeah. I want to be rich. Do, 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 do. It, it doesn't... The best things in life are free, right? I mean, but you can go save on. it for the birds and the bees. I want money. That's what you want? That's what they want. Oh, okay. this is like yeah. I recognize this. This is where the John the John Wick ladies work. <laughs> okay, now look. This is the biggest deal ever. It's a four hundred thousand dollar deal. He's getting two hundred of that up front. Okay, it's in his back pocket right now. He's going to use it to pull the scam. He has to get like fifty cars by three days. Uh huh. And he doesn't have to swap them like we saw him swap out Jill. He just has to steal them and strip them. Steal Wait, them let me do the math. Three days, uh -huh. 60 cars, 30 seconds. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I think 60 it's, seconds. It's either 48 or 50 cars. Okay, here we have a wedding in New York, New York State. And it's wow. a Polish wedding, and we'll get a lot of 70s Polak things throughout the film oh a lot of good jokes it's 48 cars 48 cars and the ford mustang is the eleanor now look it's very specific they want yes. six limousines they want three rolls royces they want uh one eleanor you know i, one I hate talking shop during a wedding but who who's this they that wants it so badly well, it's like um, the guy, it's really the director, H.B. <laughs> Halicki. He is an insurance claim. He does insurance claim. Uh, cl so, for yeah. The like if the car gets stolen, he pledges to go find it. And it, that's, he works for the insurance company. So see. he's stealing cars from his client to yes. write the claims. Well, he's not the client. He, he's hired by... The insurance company. He's, it's not really his, cl his client. Gotcha. But does the insurance company wants him? To, I'm sorry. Like I know this is a wedding. And I shouldn't be talking shop. But this... <laughs> I. It's going right now. The music's going Polish, 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 and the Polish polka and pump, pump, 